Open your Bibles. That's how we always start our sermon, isn't it? Open your Bibles. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The lesson that we're going to be learning today is based upon verse on down in verse 13 is that Jesus is the way of escape. It's always the way out. Life's filled with troubles, but there's always a way of escape. I wanted a I wanted a sermon today. That was, we've been going straight through Corinthians and just finding the, the messages that, along the way that I thought were relevant and good and important for us. And I really wanted one today that was going to be relevant for uh, what people were going to be going through this week. Difficulties, life's difficulties, and just knowing that God is there for us and he will be with us and get us through it. And I just happened to be in 1 Corinthians 10. I'm thankful to God for the way this has worked out. Two weeks ago, we did a lesson from chapter 9. The very end of chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. And if I may summarize those verses in my words, and a lot of the words from the scripture there, is that this Christian life that we're in, that we have committed to. The Christian life, like running a difficult race, requires self-control, focus, determination, and discipline. Anyone who fails to run in that manner will be disqualified. We must run the race to win, and it is a tough race. We've got to run. We've got to run in the manner that Jesus calls us to and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. It's an encouraging lesson that we need to hear from time to time and I'm glad to remind us of that again now. And it turns out as we go into chapter 10, I think the author there, the, the Apostle Paul writing uh, with the, the help and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he goes on to say more about this. And I want to read chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. He says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, most of them, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. They died in the wilderness. God didn't let them enter the the Holy Land, they didn't receive the prize, the Holy, the Promised Land. They didn't get to enter in, but they died in the wilderness. My summary for these words is that at the time of Exodus, this is when the Israelites were, were called forth to, uh, to a new master and to leave their slave 
uh, their, their master, they were slaves in Egypt to the master Pharaoh, and they were called to come and have serve a new master, the Lord God, Yahweh, the, the God of Isaac and the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So at the time of the Exodus, the Israelites were also running a difficult race. And most of them were disqualified. Now there's a bunch of language in here that really is curious. They, you know, they, they were all under the cloud and passed through the sea and were baptized into Moses in the cloud and eating, drinking spiritual drink and eating uh, the same spiritual food. Those things, and I think this is a reference. It kind of creates a picture of kind of the difficulties that they were going through the trials and tests that they faced. Most of them, they were all in a race. Most of them didn't run the race well. They were disqualified. They died in the wilderness. Now, verses 6 through 11. Now these things happened as examples for us so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Nor let us act immorally as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in one day. Nor let us try the Lord as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents. Nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Here are all these things and some of those things hopefully take you back if you remember the exodus and then their time in the wilderness. They would, God would provide for them but they didn't care for it. They would turn to other things even when Moses was up on the mountain. They turned to idols. They built their own golden calf. They would turn to other things. The other, and these Israelites serve as an example of us, example to us of what not to be. This race is difficult. Don't be like these folks. They were in the race. They had their difficulties. God was saying, "Follow me. I'm just trust me and come with me through this stuff and these difficulties." Pharaoh's chasing us. They want to kill us, but just trust me and follow me. But they turned to other things. They craved evil things. Don't be like them when things get tough. They turned to other things instead of trusting God. And the example for us to follow is to not follow them. When things get tough, let us fix our eyes on Jesus and follow Him. No matter what we're facing, no matter how difficult it will be, no matter how exhausting it gets, when, when Paul was describing this, uh, this race back at the end of chapter 9, he says, therefore, I run in such a way not as without aim. So we've got to fix our, get our focus and pay attention to what we're doing. A box in such a way is not beating the air. Everything that we do matters. This life matters and how we do it, it matters. Verse 27, but I discipline my body. And make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. 
Paul wasn't so arrogant to think that he couldn't fall away, that he could possibly get to the end of, the, of his time and say, you've been disqualified from the race. He knew it could happen. He knew he had to be disciplined and run well. Don't be like the Israelites who didn't run the race well, who didn't trust God, who didn't follow Him with all of their might and all of their their being. They did not love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Instead, they turned away from Him. Don't follow that example. Then we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. It says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. Pride goeth before the fall. Just when we think that all is going our well, going well and we've got things figured out, that's what trips us up. Just think... Just for us to think that we are running this race well and that, hey, I've got it figured out and I'm going to win. Watch out lest you get tripped up. If you think you stand firm before God, you better take heed lest you fall away. If those who are being led by Christ, thinking about the Israelites, in verse 4 indicates they were... Being led by Christ, it says um, they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. So Christ was with them. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, was with them spiritually when they were being led by Moses. Christ was with them. And so if when Christ was in their presence, they could still fall away, and most of them did then we also can fall away. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. I don't want anybody here to fall. I don't want anybody, I don't want news of anyone who has has fallen away from the truth and gone to search after other things during times of trouble. And uh, that message rings true to us today is that sometimes during troubles people fall away and we can imagine those of us who have been in this place for a while we can imagine how full this building would be if everybody would just come back who belongs to a part of this body who should be a part of this body yet when troubles have come they have fallen away They sprung up amongst the rocks and then the sun came out and shined upon them and they've fallen away. We need to go after them and search for them and bring them back and those that we know of now who have suffered shipwreck from us, we need to call them back. We will do that and we must do that. But it just points us to the fact that the race is not easy. Our faithfulness is not easy. The race is, it's difficult. It wouldn't be a race if it weren't hard. 
And we must run with endurance. So again, verse 12. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. So being aware should help you keep from falling, right? Being aware that, oh man, I think of Jean Bolton going, uh, she, she had uh, um, multiple sclerosis developed late in her life. She called it multiple spaghetti. She didn't like it. Um, and it was very difficult for her mobility just to be able to go throughout her house, do anything. But she would still do her laundry down in the basement. And she would say, I'd like, Gene, you should be going up and down the steps, especially with laundry. And, and, you know, it's just, it's not a good situation. Don't do this. Figure, let's figure out something else. And, nope. I just do it. And with each step, I say a prayer. And she would say, all right, God and Jesus, Holy Spirit, let's do this. And I'd take a step. And then I'd say, all right, God and Jesus, let's take another step. And she'd take another step. Every step was a prayer. That's faith, isn't it? It's I'm trusting you, God, with every single step. And oh, if we could just learn to do that before we have something tragic and traumatic or difficult. And just every step, let us focus on Christ because this race is tough and we need to take heed if we think we stand, lest we fall. We need Jesus constantly. So be careful. And then listen to verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. Listen to some of the points here. Number one, everyone experiences temptation. Temptation. In the context, it's kind of this, the temptation is, is difficult testing. It's, a, it's trials that we go through that just kind of can distract us from following God or pull us away from God. We have to stay focused on Him. We cannot be allow the difficulties to overwhelm us. Everybody goes through difficulties in life. We're all going through, and here we are together today, and we acknowledge the fact as we look around, we see each other's faces, and we smile, and everybody says, Hi, how you doing? We always say, I'm doing good, how are you? Well, we know that there are times that we struggle and that life is hard because this race is hard. It's a common thing. We all go through these things. There are times that we're tested. There are times that temptations are put before us and we're just like, why, oh why, I can't deal with this. I'm so tired of this. Temptation is common. Everyone experiences temptation. That's why this race is difficult. We all experience the trials of life. We all have this in common. So the lesson is important for us. 
And it goes on then, because if we just realize that, you know, this dif the difficulties, the life trials that are common, you know, I can, oh man, that's terrible. But there is a but after this, and that's something else. The verse doesn't end here. And God is faithful. God is faithful. Hear this. God is always there for us. God never gives up on us. God is, he's, he's the one we mentioned in the race a couple of weeks ago. He's the one holding our hand, pulling us. He's the one cheering for us on the sideline. He's the one who comes out and grabs us and helps, picks us up when we're, when we're falling down. He's the one who carries us when we need to. God is faithful. He does not give up on us. He is always there for us. No matter how difficult things get, He is there for us. And there's two points in this verse. So number one is that God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to endure. What you're able to bear. These things that get to us and we're just like, I can't. I'm done. This can't be the way life is supposed to be. This, you know, and we just feel like giving up. We feel like life is chaotic and difficult and just it's swirling around us and dragging us under and life is too much and we can't bear it. We can't endure it. And God says, no, I am faithful. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to endure. And there are moments that you don't feel like this at all. And you have to hear these words and believe it. You have to believe what God says. And you have to believe that though you don't, you feel like you don't have the strength, the reality is that you may not have the strength to endure, but God is there. God is the one who will get you through. God will, will be there and be your strength. Believe this. Trust His promises. Those Israelites in the wilderness, man, they had... We look at them, we're like, what were they thinking? They come through, there was a, they're about to die at the hand of Pharaoh's army. So what does God do? So God says, oh, here, let me open up a little path through the sea. Oh, let me take care of this muddy dirt and this mud that you couldn't possibly walk through there. Let me open the path and let me dry the ground so you can cross through to the other side. And I'm going to hold the army at bay while you guys pass through, and there's this miracle. I don't know how deep this water was, but there were walls of water, and they passed through the middle of that. God saves them. God is faithful. They couldn't save themselves. God did it for them. And they went through to the other side. And then at some point, God allows the Israelites to come chasing after them. The army is going through on dry ground with walls of water on their sides and they get out into there and once the Israelites have passed through and the army of the Egyptians Pharaoh's mighty army and all of his chariots they're in the middle of that stuff and God says okay my people have passed 
my work here is done. And he lets the waters flow back over and destroy the army. Now, if God saves you in such a miraculous and powerful way, how could you possibly ever not trust him? But yet it's not long. It's just uh, not even months later and they're at Mount Sinai. Moses goes up on the mountain. They think Moses is dead after he's been up there in the fire and in the smoke and all that for a while. Well, he's not coming back. I guess we're going to have to get a new God. Uh, Do you not remember the God who just saved you? Do you know any other God who could do that? There is none. Don't turn away from that God. Trust Him. And God is telling us still today that we can trust Him. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, you can trust God. Don't give up on God. God is faithful. And one of his promises is found right here. And this is a huge promise. And he will deliver on it that he will not allow you to be tested beyond what you're able to endure. What you're going through, he can get you through it. Yeah, there are times that we fail and we have to go to him and Lord God, please help me. I failed. I failed you, but I'm going to trust you. You're you're faithful. You're going to get me back up and going again. I want to run this race some more. And you start running again. Lord God, forgive us when we fail. Help us to trust you. God will always be there for you. He'll not allow you to be tested beyond what you're able to to bear. with With each temptation, we continue in the verse. Verse 13, but with each temptation will also provide a way of escape. There's always a way out. A way of escape. Trust Him. Look for the way out. Keep fighting for Jesus. Keep keep running for Jesus. Keep running to Jesus. Fix your eyes on Him. The passage from Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on Him. Let us run with endurance the race set before us. Fix your eyes on Him. With Jesus, the victory is yours. With Jesus, the race is yours. With Jesus, the prize is yours. There is a wreath that is waiting for you in heaven, and it's yours. You can be the victor in Christ Jesus. God is always there for us. He is faithful. He won't allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to bear. But with each temptation will provide a way of escape. There's always a way out. There's always a way through. There's always a way where you can just say, all right, God, the world is falling apart all around me, but I'm at peace with you. So what tempts you? What tempts you to quit running? What tempts you as you're running the straight and narrow way to step off of the course and go after something else? To go after some idol? To go to, to, uh, to sit, what was the language of verse number 7? Uh, what, what causes you to want to sit down and eat and drink or to stand up and play? What, what takes you, what distracts you? What is it? 
What is it that you think is an obstacle that's right there before you? You think, I can't get through this. I can't go over or around. I can't do anything. And Jesus is saying, no, we'll go through it together. What is it? There's all kinds of things because these temptations, these trials and tests, they are common to man. We need to acknowledge there are some things that try to take us off the course, but Jesus can get us through it. you got something coming up that you dread. You don't want to go through, but you know you have to. There's no option. Jesus will get you through it. Maybe there's something in your life you've been dealing with. Maybe you, maybe you think from the day you were born, it's like everything's been stacked against you in your life. And maybe it has been. But I trust this promise and Jesus will get you through it. Maybe there's just too many things, so many things going on in your life right now and you just think, I don't have time for Christ. I can't commit to the race. But that's a lie because Jesus will get you through it. Maybe you're so concerned about somebody else that you just can't, you don't even feel like you can think straight. But Jesus can get you through it. Maybe the whole idea of life and you got... So much ahead of you and so many years and things to think about. And life becomes overwhelming. And you think, I just don't want to do this. Won't it be easier just to sit on the sideline? But no. Follow Jesus and Jesus will get you through it. Fix your eyes on Him. Pray. Learn. Study His Word, know His promises, and just believe. Even when it seems like nobody else is doing anything, and you feel like you're the only one who's doing something, keep on going, because Jesus will get you through it. Trust Him. Believe in Him. When you feel like you've just wrecked your life and ruined it, maybe you just one bad decision, you feel like everything's over. No, don't give up. Run the race because Jesus will get you through it. There's a prize that waits. It's ready for you. Jesus is the one who provides a way of escape and he has this prize ready for you. So I encourage you today. We've got this song. I asked what it was, and I was curious if it was going to be relevant. No, it is. As I travel through this pilgrim land, there's a friend who walks with me, leads me safely through the sinking sand. It's the Christ of Calvary. All around a sinking sand. Life is tough. There are trials and God hasn't hidden that from us. He said, this is the way it is. But trust me, I'll get you through it. Take heed of the things that might drag you down or seek to pull you away. Then fix your eyes on Jesus and keep running the race to win. Run with endurance and never give up. Because Jesus never gave up on you.
If there's anybody here today you need to give your life to Christ, today is the day of encouragement. We encourage you to come enter the race for Jesus. He will be there with you. He, he endured terrible things for you. He went to the cross for you and He invites you to come and run with Him. And he says, just like I suffered, you're going to have to suffer too. It's not always going to be easy, but I'll get you through it. Trust him. He'll be there for you. Jesus is the way of escape. Stick with him. If you need to respond, please come today as we stand and sing.